Hey, you. Yes, you specifically listening right now, walking or driving with your AirPods in or whatever. Okay, <laughs> you clicked on this episode because the title intrigued you. Um, yeah, we're going to talk to a new friend of mine today who paid off literally $20,000 in student loans before her interest was ever due. And this is not like something where she had like a, um, you know, student loan pause, interest pause for like years upon years. Like this was before all the COVID stuff and like, what are, what are they called? Student loan deferment period or something like that. Like it was just the few months or so after finishing college before um, interest began and she paid it off that fast. Crazy. Learn how you can do it too with her story. Um, at, towards the beginning, we talk a little bit about what she did to really reduce the amount um, that she had to pay in college. She did end up taking some loans and then paid them off lickety split. Does anyone say that anymore? I don't know. And I was super impressed by her. And first of all, we also talk about lots of ways you could just not even get loans at all. Some of the great tips. And also, if you're new to this podcast, we talk about that in all the other episodes too. For example, I want to introduce myself. I'm Kara. I like to call myself a 20-something Christian entrepreneur, amateur snowboarder, and recovering overachiever. Yes, that is me. <laughs> and I graduated from college debt-free, but not only debt-free, but with $10,000 left in my bank account that I had been saving to use for college, but I didn't end up needing to use from getting grants, scholarships, and like income from other internships and cool student jobs and all the things. Do you want to learn how to do that? I certainly have info on that in this episode, but a lot more in depth with my online course. It's called the Debt-Free College Blueprint, where I can walk you through your own uh, blueprint, your own crafting, your own story and strategy and plan for you to go through college loan and debt-free entirely as you walk through whatever particular situation you're in now, if you have decided on a school or not, if you're already in school or not. And also regarding different departments, different types of you know majors, we talk about not only grants and scholarships, but just keeping a college budget so you know you'll have enough money. And also how there's some cool ways that I learned that I could get paid while I was sitting in class taking notes. Get paid while I was doing my homework. Get paid while I was working out. Yeah, that was just a one-time thing. Like I was employed at the gym at the school, but it wasn't busy. So I just worked out and got paid for it. Side note, but I have all of this content in my online course, The Debt-Free College Blueprint. Plus, if you're like, Kara, I know you talk about scholarships here a lot, and I also know that you have episodes in different scholarships. Yeah, but they are the more common ones, so it's kind of more competitive. Well, you guys are in luck if you join my course, The Debt-Free College Blueprint, because I include my personal scholarship database that I created with over 130 scholarships listed on it. No way, I think it was getting close to several hundred. I'm gonna have to go look. And sometimes I add to it, but also over one and a half million dollars in potential scholarship earnings. Of course, you're not necessarily gonna win all the scholarships, but I not only teach you how to do all of the finances of college and look for scholarships and apply for scholarships, but I actually have 
and like a sheet database that I show you that you can look through instead of just all these other places scouring the internet. Like I have it all there for you to start to try to look through and apply for. So um, yeah, not only are you getting my online course and a private community with me to ask me all the questions, but you have this database with over a million and so dollars in potential scholarship earnings that I have crafted and put together. So if you're interested in such a thing, of course, you can, you know, send me a DM and email to ask any questions, but you can go through debtfreecollegeblueprint.com to look more into it. Again, that's debtfreecollegeblueprint.com. Okie dokie. Let's get into the episode. Do you want guidance on where to go and what to study? Wonder if you should change majors? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for scholarships and ways to pay for college without parental help? Do you wake up worried about everything and just want to make sure you're following God's path for your life? Hey, I'm Kara. I too was a stressed college student looking for money and mental peace. I wondered if there were other ways to pay for college besides loans and wished for clear direction on how to make college and career decisions. Not only was I worried about drowning in debt, but also afraid I hadn't heard Jesus correctly. Was I studying the wrong thing? Was I completely off track? I felt semi out of control and was spiraling until I learned how to hear from God and follow his direction. He guided me and gave me the stepping stones to pay for college. Scholarships, grants, testing out of classes, and other weird school hacks got me through debt-free. And in this podcast for Christian college girls, you will learn how to find God's path for your college journey and how to graduate with no loans or debt. So grab your cold brew and TI-89 and listen in on the most stress-free and debt-free class you've ever attended. This is Money and Mental Peace. Hey guys, before we get started, I just wanted to do a quick disclaimer. Whoever I'm having on to interview next, I'm so glad that you'll get to hear all this great stuff they have to say. However, I want to clarify that all the opinions expressed in this interview are not necessarily mine, meaning um, if you also you go choose to listen to the podcast or YouTube channel of whoever I'm interviewing. I am not necessarily agreeing with all their views or opinions. I just wanted to clarify that because you always need to pray and use discernment with who you listen to. Obviously, with listening to me as well, you need to do that. So with that being said, let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to Money and Mental Peace. This is Kara with my new friend Sasha. That's just, it's pronounced Sasha, right? I could be yes, Sasha, yes. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Sasha, tell everybody about yourself um, and let's do one fun thing. I'm putting you on the spot here. What's your go-to drink at like the coffee shop or like tea or whatever? Oh, that's such a complex question for me. For one okay, right now, I'm a on a go-to special... drink? <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely, I would say my number one default is an iced peppermint mocha with almond milk. Yum. Yeah. It's cold, it's minty, chocolatey. Yeah. I have been so into mochas lately, actually, and which stinks because I don't want to spend money. But apparently, we have Tim Hortons near us, which is like a Canadian thing. I know some Mm -hmm. other people are like, what is that? Um, And they have like $2 large lattes after 2 p.m. So I'll get like a mocha and I'll be like, I don't know. Just mochas are so good. It's like hot chocolate for adults. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's a great way to put it. So what else? Who are you? What else about you? You must have a podcast if I'm talking to you. 
I do. Yeah. So I'm Sasha Star Robertson. Uh, I like to call myself a Jesus freak. I am a wife of almost 14 years to my best friend. Um, I'm a mom blessed by adoption times two. And uh, I'm an intentional living and biblical mindset coach for busy Christian moms. That's a mouthful. (laughs) But um, I've created a planner and a coaching system. And I have a podcast, Intentional Mom Life with Jesus, where I talk all about motherhood, faith, biblical mindset, good stewardship, and being productive, but from a place of peace. And so I love that yours is uh, money and mental peace. And because peace is just such a huge thing for me. So mm-hmm. and I live together. in Alaska. That's a fun fact. <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah. Are like, what? We talked there? about that a little bit. I remember. And like, it's actually has been snowing the last few days, which is just like only happened half of the winter for us. And I was like, dude, we've had like <laughs> six inches. So how how much do you have? Oh, this year has been huge. We had two feet and then like two days later, two more feet and then two days later, two more feet. And so like everything was bare. It was so much snow. I was like, I was blown away. It was ridiculous. But then two days ago, it was 40 degrees. And so it was like muddy, sloppy mess. But there's still like feet of snow in my yard. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, I do like snow in the winter. I know some people don't. But anyways, we only have so long on this Zoom call, which I told you is to keep my boundaries, which also boundaries. Watch this segue, Sasha. Boundaries ties into like budgeting and money and like being intentional. Okay, so um, on this podcast, we talk about finding God's path for college and graduating loan and debt free. And um, I love the the intentional life and for you intentional mom life, Um, but intentional life honestly just imagine my college students listening and being established and the principles you've learned now like even before they ever get married and have kids you know so that's why I'd right. love to have you on for your wisdom and also you said you graduated from college debt-free um so I have some specific questions but I'm thinking I might just say start to tell your story if that works okay. and then I'll insert a few questions and we'll do a few things at the end um, well, so first, cool. I just want to say yes to what you just said <laughs> about being intentional and having those boundaries and everything before you get married and become a parent and so much more. It's so important. I remember when my husband and I first got married, I, we got married 21 days after my 21st birthday wow. and I had not yet graduated from wow. college. So this, the stories tie together, right? <laughs> um, but I w- I remember going to a counselor and he's like, so how's your communication with your spouse? And I'm like, it's great. How's your communication about money? We don't talk about money. <laughs> That's how our communication is great. <laughs> so it took a long time to get to that point. And, um, you know, we're just now being a lot better stewards of our finances and being really intentional about them, having a budget, having firm boundaries around that budget. And so, it just has to do with everything that you just mentioned. And so I wanted to share that. That's but uh, I remember when I started college, I went to a local community college right after I graduated high school. Um, Yay for community college. Okay, yes. It. Yeah. It's affordable, right? Like unless and- you're going to be a lawyer or, you know, you don't need to go to Harvard, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I will say... um I learned actually a lot more at community than my university. I know that's not everyone, but that's my little tidbit. All right, go ahead. (laughs) Okay. So I did just one semester there. And actually, my grandmother had paid that. I think it was like $600. It was super affordable. Um, But then I moved away from my home state and I moved up to Alaska. And 
I remember I was working full time and I was like, but I want to go to college. Like I was the first person in my family to ever graduate from high school. And like in the traditional sense, like go all 12 years, walk, get a diploma. (laughs) Um, And then I was the first person in my, you know, um, family to go to college. And so I was just, it was a passion inside of me. I love learning. And so I went to University of Phoenix online and I remember doing my FAFSA and they said, don't make a payment, don't make a payment. Like because of what I had filled out in my FAFSA, they're like, yeah, you're totally going to get, you know, grants and whatever else. And I was like, okay, great. And then the semester was done and they wouldn't let me enroll in my next semester. And no, and I was like, why not? What's going on? Well, anyways, according to the FAFSA, my mom made $6 over the not file limit for her taxes. And she didn't file her taxes. And she said, no, she wasn't filing her taxes. And so it put me in a really tricky position with my FAFSA because I wasn't married. I didn't have children and I wasn't over the age of 24. And so I had no other choice but to use my Can parents' Can we clarify tax the 24 age so people know what that is? Because I got actually grants because I was finishing after 24. What does 24 do? I don't know. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, 24 (laughs) is... I just knew that was like the age. (laughs) 24 is when they count you as an independent student, so they only count your income. So like if you really are just working part-time, you're under the poverty level pretty much. So then they give you bunches of money. So then under 24, they had to look at your parents. So go ahead. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. So that's what it was. And I was in that situation with my parents where like it just, it, it, it put me in a very sticky situation. And so I wasn't allowed to enroll in my next semester until my tuition was paid in full from the prior semester and I didn't have the money to do it. So I just basically had to like force drop out of college. Mm. And then they started sending me collection notices where it's like, we're going to turn you into collections if you don't make this payment. And so I was probably 18 at the time. I didn't know what else to do. And I had a credit card because that was a way I was taught to build your credit. And so I just put this like $2,000, $3,000 or something tuition on my credit card because I didn't want to be turned into collections. And I was so financially illiterate. (laughs) Like I didn't know about finances and we could talk about that in a whole other episode about, you know, how I was raised to understand finances, financial abuse, so on and so forth. Um, but then I I was just stuck in that situation. I had a pile of credit card debt. I couldn't go to school because I didn't have money. I couldn't go to school because my parents um, didn't file their taxes and, you know, just all these stipulations for the FAFSA. I was just always going to be stuck in this situation. And then, thankfully, I was 19 and met my husband. <laughs> and then we um, we dated for a little over a year. He proposed to me on our one-year anniversary. We were married, like, I don't know, a month later. Um, and so once we were married, I was like, oh my goodness, I can go back to school now Mm -hmm. because I don't need my parents' tax information. We have our own tax information. Uh And so I remember, um, he was actually active duty in the military. We were stationed overseas and I went to this university that was on base and I went to school there. Um, I was working full-time while I was going to school to make sure I was making my payments. Even though we did do the FAFSA, I didn't get any grants or anything like that because he was active duty in the military. Like he, you get all this extra money. And so, you know, for housing and whatever else, that's not poverty. Um, so I didn't get any grants. I just worked full-time, made payments to my tuition and everything. And then I wanted to switch schools again because the math in that college was really hard. <laughs> And I was being tutored by a friend who was actually going to college to be a math teacher. And she's like, no, it was like 
calculus mixed with trigonometry. And I don't even know, like it was, it was complex. And I was like drowning from this. She's like, you should go to my school. So then I found Western governors university and fell in love. It's all online regionally and nationally accredited, but it's a competency-based education. So there's a flat rate tuition. If you can pass the exam or do the assignment, you get the credits for the class. You don't have to go through like all of these routine assignments and whatever else, obviously, unless you needed it. So when I got Mm -hmm. to those higher level courses, I did need to go through and read the workbook and do the lessons so I could learn the material to then, you know, do the assignment, the capstone or, or um, take the assessment. And so, or the final exam. So I love that school flat rate tuition, whether I took 12 credits or 23 credits, which I completed in in my last couple of semesters were like 22 and 23 credits a semester because I was just ready to be done. Mm -hmm. And it was when I was going to Western Governors University um, that I was applying for and getting student loans because it was $3,000, $3,500, something like that per semester. And so I think in the end, I had about $20,000 worth of student loans after I had graduated with my bachelor's in business management and administration. Mm -hmm. And my husband and I, at the time, we were being decent stewards of our finances. And so we looked at everything and we um, were like, man, student loans can really drown you. The way that they calculate interest, you know, the monthly payments. And so when it was getting time to where my first payments were due, we actually um, decided to get really strategic. We sold, I had a night, I think it was a 1987 Volkswagen combi van, like the cool wow. old, like Volkswagen vans. And um, we had done some work and fixed it up. And it was, it was really cool. But we're like, are we going to have this nice van now? <laughs> or are we going to carry, you know, are, is it worth carrying these student loan payments for however long and paying all this money unnecessarily? And so we made the decision. I think we took money out of savings. We sold that van. Um, I, I took, you know, I had worked full time all throughout my college education and like made payments periodically. And then, um, what else did we do? I think my husband had some kind of mutual fund, So it wasn't a 401k or anything like that, but just a a different investment that he had been putting a little bit of money in periodically. And so we took some money out of that to like top it off and just sent the 20 something thousand dollar check and paid off my student loans before I had a student loan payment due. So that's like start to finish my whole dramatic college experience. I think I was 25 or 26 when I had graduated college. And so I felt like I was graduating really late, you know, because a lot of the kids that I had graduated high school with had their degrees for years already. But but how much money are they still paying in loans? Probably. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I literally just wrote all these notes down and made me very excited. And I'd like to do different points on each. But sure. this that was a fascinating story because you had said finished debt free and then you're like but then I had the loan so I was a little confused and then you paid it off before the first payment that's insane right Um, I never made a payment (laughs) that wow so then yeah no interest no whatever so tell me a little bit what was what did you call it set tuition or what what did you call it um so it was the competency um courses and then you said it was set tuition no matter how many credits or something yeah like it was flat rate Flat rate, that's what it is. Yep, just whatever. They have a a set fee for the semester, Mm -hmm. and it's everything is included. 
Sure. Everything, like all of your resources, all your books, all of your programs, all the software. Um, they even sent me like a camera to be able to take my exams online. Nice. And so what school I mean, is that? It, Western Governors University. It's phenomenal. Highly recommended. They they have a nursing school, a teaching school, a business school, and I think an IT school. Last mm-hmm. I looked, they've got like four different sections to their college. Sure. Yeah. Because I, I talk a lot on my podcast about how I tested out of classes, um, mm-hmm. but um, I didn't have the flat rate thing. And would you mind writing a note to send me because I'm, I'm going to forget it right now, to send me the name of that school, because I need to look more into that and tell more people about that, if they still have that situation. So anyone listening, um, flat rate, whether it's a flat rate tuition, or like, for example, I did get a full ride scholarship for a couple years. It did. I, I didn't like do something bad and lose it. It was just only for a couple of years. Um, but within that, it was just like you had to at least take 12 credits. But like I had a friend who took like 20 or 21 or something, you know, and so there are mm-hmm. times when you just cram it in and within reason of still learning. But remember, you don't have to be an A plus student. You can be a. Well, you know, maybe not just pass, but, you know, you can you can get some good C's and B's <laughs> if, if it's not directly related to your major. Like I tell people I'm a recovering overachiever because I went for all the A's and I'm not saying don't try to do good college but there does come a time especially if you have a flat rate there are some classes that you're like you know I usually talk to overachievers on here get those b's like it's fine you know like I did have um some uh um classmates who were like c's and d's you know get degrees but anyways flat rate that sounds phenomenal and then also the competency (laughs) I didn't realize um there were some college well I knew there are some but that particular college just had it in that way because there are other tests you can test out of like CLEP tests DSSTs and such Mm -hmm. but that was straight with a college right yes yeah so well first I want to say um I remember because I'm overachiever too right if I didn't get an A growing up I didn't get ice cream or whatever you know like I and I love learning I remember one day somebody said to me, D's get D's get degrees. And I was like, you did not just say that, but it's true. Like I, I have never had somebody ask me for like, even my diploma, right. Even my degree from college, Mm -hmm. when I'm applying for a job, do you have a bachelor's? Yes. It's a checkmark box. Nobody's going to look at your transcript and know what, you know, and when you're on the job, or you're in in a career field like you're going to you're going to learn what you need to learn. You're going to be working in it. You're going to naturally grow. And so, I mean, it's true. I remember my last two semesters like I said, 22 and 23 credits whilst working full time. Like it was my focus. This is what I did and and it was to save money ultimately because mm-hmm. every semester that I was in school was another 3 to 4,000, dollars right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, my husband, I remember he was able to clep tests. But then when I went to Western Governors University or WGU, essentially all of it was there's geography tests, math or um, classes, math classes, all of these things. I could just go and take the pre-assessment and then it would tell me, you know, if I wasn't going to pass, it would tell me what areas I was really weak on that I could study more. And it kind of gave me a guide to like, I don't need to go through the whole course. I just need more learning on this area of the course. Mm-hmm. And so I would study that while I was waiting for my actual exam to come up. And it was phenomenal. 
That's amazing. Good for you. You know, we need to we need to start a new saying, bees di- get degrees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe not D's get degrees. I mean, they do. But like right. if some if that freaks someone out listening, we can say bees get degrees. Because I also talk about like, are you getting enough sleep? Are you getting enough exercise, mental peace? You know, like get go get some right. bees or, or whatever. I love how you explained that. Good for you. Yeah. That's a phenomenal story. And it's a unique story. Like, not that like I'm um all-knowing but stuff doesn't quite surprise me as much because I've learned a lot of you know points but I love that and the fact of like paying it off at once okay so paid off loans ASAP um that's insane so just to clarify you graduated with the debt but then you just went boop here's a huge check and like we're not even gonna get to the payments we're not gonna get to the interest we're not gonna get whatever that's awesome. Right. And because yeah, it's like what six months or something like that before yeah. after you graduate before your first payments due. And we got the letter in the mail. We're gonna start charging payments effective such and such day. And my husband and I were like, <laughs> let's not do that. And so we wow. worked to find a way to yes. And I believe everybody has the power to find a way to yes. Yeah. And I like what you said. Like, do we need this cool van or whatever now? Or can we <laughs> not pay all the interest you know can we can we be set and clear and and get it later or do something later when we're more established like I feel like do you in your everyday life do you even think about that six months after college very often I mean is it like some big stressor of trauma of like oh I had to like pay all that off you know I mean some people really have an issue or an illness or something where they can't do what you did but like a lot of people have like stuff they can sell or compile like do you ever it's probably not even in your mind at this point I mean like it was worth it was it worth it I guess is my question oh a hundred percent a hundred and two hundred percent um there are times where I see like an old Volkswagen van and I kind of miss it but also I live in Alaska and the heat was terrible in that van like it it, the, it was it wasn't insulated it was just thin metal walls you know and so while it was cool it wouldn't even suit my family's needs now mm-hmm. right and so I'm so glad that we made the choice to do that and then also like same thing my husband took some money out of his mutual fund did he miss that was he going was that interest going to co- compound greatly in the opposite direction no it was actually a terrible mutual fund and a really mm-hmm. poor investment for him to make you know mm-hmm. and so it all worked out and I just think about too you know, there are people who will easily drop $20,000 on um, on a wedding or different things. And so it's really, really wise to do whatever you can because the interest on student loans is terrible. Like it is so terrible. If there's any way that you can not do that, do do the thing to not do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's It's one of the worst I mean, credit some credit card loans are crazy too, but yeah, it's just horrendous. Right. Wow, I, I, well, I, you did kind of surprise me. I haven't heard all these stories, so that's awesome. I don't know if you know about, um, just all the sayings and such of Dave Ramsey, um, mm-hmm. the, but he always talks about being gazelle intense. And my goodness, you just, you were, you were like, we're paying yeah. this all off in a check. And yeah. also wanted to name a few other points. Um, with husband being in the military, there was some connection of like a school near you. Or probably he could have gone to school for free if he had been wanting to or whatever. So I just wanted to throw that out for anyone listening. Those are also options. And also notice that you um, worked full time during this. And did it happen to be 
first off, if you wanted to say anything about military, like I just said, and also when you worked full time, was it anything that you could do like homework sometimes while you were at work or like what were you doing? You know what I mean? Like sometimes you can do that, you know, or like, yeah, how how did that? I don't know. I, I feel like that would be extremely hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, I want to talk about the husband's college because I didn't even think about this till you just mentioned that. And like, no, he still has a majority of his GI Bill. And he he, he has um, a certificate to work on aircraft, A&P license. Mm-hmm. He had, you know, over a decade experience working on aircraft in the military. And so he has like a six figure job now and he loves it and he still has his GI bill just sitting there. And yeah. I'm like you should go to school. I'm like I'll do your homework for you. Like just find an <laughs> online school and then we can get you know even if it's an online school I think it's like $800 a month that they would pay for his like housing allowance or something plus he would go to school for free. And I remember when I was going to school it was like this thing where it's like well if you just give me your GI bill because when you're active duty like you can still reassign your GI bill to your spouse or your child or mm-hmm. whatever else and he was like no I'm going to keep that you know it's for for whenever I need it I'm going to go to college after I graduate and so he did or after he was out of the military he went to school for IT for a period of time mm-hmm. until he realized he hated it and then he's just worked in his you know career field and mm-hmm. so that is a really great option if your spouse will assign it over um because, or your parent even, because my husband is still sitting on his right now. He could well, still potentially you could do it for your kids. Right. You know, or whatever. Yeah. Well, he can't do that now because you have to still be active duty when you reassign oh. it. So it's like, it's his to use or lose. And so, oh, but I've been, we've been talking about what would you go to school for if you wanted to go to school for anything? Mm-hmm. And he can't really pick something that he wants to study. And so I'm like, there's so much I want to study. Just pick a degree for me. Um, anyway. Um, well, at in least, terms at least of- we, we say that you had options. Like hypothetically, if y'all would have known that, you could have just probably had yours paid for. But you still did an amazing job. Right. Yes. It off. And then working full time, there was and there wasn't. So um, in my like, second to last semester or whatever it was, I remember, um, I was working in a place where I could like in between customers or whatever, I was just in this little locked room all by myself, you know, waiting for customers to approach the window. And so there was some schoolwork I could do in between, um, clients or customers or whatever else. But the next job that I had, I couldn't like I was on 24 seven, I worked at the local courthouse. And so I was always having to do things. And there was a pretty strategic schedule. But every day I had a one hour lunch. And every day, as soon as my one hour lunch would start, I would like put my food in the microwave, bust out my homework assignments, whatever it was. And I would sit at my computer still and eat my lunch while I did homework. Mm -hmm. And then I had a, a habit where every day once I got home from from work, the first hour was spent on my homework. And so I was getting one to two hours of homework in five days a week. And then I had the opportunity to, um, because it was all online, right? I didn't have to like show up to a certain presentation or lecture or anything like that. Um, And then on, on the weekends, sometimes I would choose to stay home and do homework as well. So it was just, it's for a season. And I think that's what I want to encourage anybody who is going through that. Maybe you're working and going to school full-time being this overachiever. Um, it's just for a season. And and once you are finished, once you get that degree, think about all the free time you're going to have to have fun and do things that you really enjoy 
when you're not having you'll have to have an evening. You'll have evening. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and I love how you did that almost like the power hour. Cause how many times do we kind of like, or at least I, I know of sit down to do homework and it's a few hours, but like you kind of take little breaks between then and you kind of do this. And I do admit I have a hard time working hard straight for several hours, but like an hour, I feel like I can do like, see how much I can get done an hour. And then right. and then proceed onward. That's awesome. Good for you. Um, and I do want to do this little insert about what you mentioned, the mutual fund. Well, it's a good thing that um, that investment you pulled out of if it was bad. <laughs> it was a bad investment. Yes. And also letting anyone know, listening, though, um, there are often other ways to do it that you don't have to necessarily pull out of investments. But you probably don't have investments being in college. But I just wanted to throw that out there because um, investments compound interest positively for like you know set for retirement you get ten thousand in now it could be a hundred thousand in so many years so um that was so that was wise on your guys's part i just want to give everyone listening a heads up you probably don't want to take stuff out of your investment normally right and i will say it was the time too because it you know they had the the housing market crash and there was just so much going on and so i think in in that specific mutual fund my husband hadn't earned anything. He had actually lost thousands of dollars that he put in. Yeah. And um, just the way that it was run was just not, it was it was not a hopeful place to remain. So I 100% agree with what you said. Investing early is wise if it's in a good investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like you guys are really smart on that. And I feel like the last point, and then if you wanted to mention anything else, um, you mentioned like graduating late. And I actually technically I was finished with my bachelor's when I was 25, you know, but then the month after graduation, I started a business like just completely debt free because it was just on my laptop and Wi-Fi, you know, and I started investing. So I actually do have a Roth IRA um, and I am on track to have like $10,000 invested by the time I'm 30. And um, not that that has to be like the number like officially, but I'm just saying the fact of that compounding positively to six figures versus spending the next 20 years paying off loans, um, it, it's just for both of us, we were about the same age as when, when we graduated, it sounded like you mentioned, like, I just, I'm so proud of us. I guess that's all I have to say. <laughs> I don't really yeah, know what point right. I'm getting to, but like, it's so fine to graduate quote unquote late because like how much ahead are we in financial terms? And not that money is everything, but a lot of times you're not going to think about how late or early you graduated college when you're off living your life. So just anything you wanted to mention on that or any other encouragement. And we'll let you know, we actually have two minutes left on our Zoom call, which doesn't go fast when we talk. So yes. uh, just any other advice or thoughts you have? or um, I guess I'll just say I have a bachelor's and I work online from home and I, I don't make that much money. I'm, I get to be a stay-at-home mom simultaneously and I don't really use my degree. My husband has an associate's and a certificate and he's the breadwinner making six figures a year. So I'll just say that too. Like, Be really wise about your decision even before going into college, even before entering into a degree program. And this could probably be a whole other conversation. So saying it with two minutes left maybe wasn't wise, but um <laughs> Be really wise and discerning when you make a decision to go to school, um, what you're going to school for, and if you actually love it, and if there's a practical way that you see yourself using it in the future. Because whether you graduate debt-free or not, are you making your time in college a worthwhile endeavor? Mm -hmm. And just like 
with your husband, with his associates, or some people that don't even go to college and are extremely successful. So right. it's not necessary. It's great. College can be mm-hmm. fantastic, but I'm going to use the word it's not necessary. Exactly. Like full life. So awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on. And everyone, go check out her podcast, um, Intentional Mom Life with Jesus. Is that right? Correct. And also, especially because I have some listeners, you know, you could probably a parent in college. I do have um, clients who are returning students and whatever. And I'm actually, actually going to go be on her podcast, too. So come over and listen yeah. to that. So <laughs> thanks for coming on, Sasha. Thank you, Kara. <laughs> Bye, guys. Wasn't that awesome, guys? Ugh, I mean... Honestly, that gives such hope to any of you guys listening who found me in this podcast and this concept after you already had student loans. There is hope for you to be able to get those things out of the way before they suck the life out of you. And for anyone else, um, just know that there are so many ways to graduate from college debt-free. Student loans are entirely unnecessary. I also have some other episodes that are literally titled, or the beginning of the title at least, is student loans are entirely unnecessary. So go ahead and search for that with uh, this podcast. But anyways, whether you already have some loans or none at all, whether you're still in college or just starting, this course can help you. Go ahead and check out debtfreecollegeblueprint.com. If you have any questions about it or it's confusing, I want to know because I want it to be not confusing. And you can send me a DM on Instagram or an email. Again, that's debtfreecollegeblueprint.com. And I can't wait to connect with you and work with you to help you find God's path for college and graduate loan and debt free. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Hey girl. Okay. So before you run off to calculus, if this podcast has brought you any encouragement, would you please write a review on iTunes or take a screenshot, post it in your Insta stories and tag me. Let's tell the rest of our stressed sisters that more money and peace can be attained outside of the conventional way of doing college. See you next time. Love and prayers. Kara.